Now, one thing when you're getting old, you don't get intimidated too easy. Right? I just want to share what's on my heart. And, but it's interesting. We don't know. We prepare, right? Yeah. You know what it means. But uh, when you see, I really believe that's what I'm going to share. I know one thing. You're reading scripture. Now, that's all my, I've written down here. It's interesting. Same scripture. The Lord is good, isn't he? Amen. I mean, uh, it's easy to say, but when, when you know it, it makes it different, you know. You try to tell it, you think people just look at the creation, you know, and uh, you think they're going to know what you're talking about. But, you know, remember, the God of this world had blinded them. And we, before we were saved, but uh, we were blinded. But I'm, so, I'm not going to be too long-winded, uh, but I want to share this thing. But before, I'm going to talk about the simplicity that's in Christ. You know, God is not simple, we know that, how I many he is, you know, uh, you know, but he made it simple for us, Amen. in that sense. The Bible is not that simple, you know, but, you know, the, sim- the simple, the Bible said in the Psalm 119, verse 130, the entrance of thy word gives light, is giving understanding unto the simple. You know, I'm so thankful, simple, and uh, uh, we'll call that... Um, Ignorant is about the same meaning. Both Hebrew, Greek, Swedish, Japanese, whatever, you know, it's the same meaning, you know. You know, we unlearn, you know. But when we receive Christ, the word entering our heart, you know, receiving Christ is to receive the word. But that's what we're going to talk about. But I want to read this, because uh, I shared earlier this morning about the little as much when God is in us. It's our Anderson's theme song. And uh, I talked to somebody about you there brother about the letter and I asked when you said that I thought man I have to share this because when you're on the field you don't know how much a little letter you don't think about it you know but just a handwritten thing I thought I'm not going to be long but I want to read that because this is a young man 11 years old wrote me he's 14 now I met him and his daddy on the Rhodes Baptist Conference. I found out this year this young man's dad was surrendered to the minister to take the gospel to Japan. Amen. But I just want you to think about this uh, young man wrote. I saved it. I shared it in other churches sometime, and it's just I read it because it's such a blessing to me. This young man he wrote, "Dear Carl and Masayo, good jul." That means Merry Christmas in Swedish. He learned that. It's about three years ago. I'm praying for you. I hope you have a great Christmas. I kind of wish Easter was bigger than Christmas. Uh, What I mean is, the greatest redemption plan ever. I hope you find a great place for your church well, goodbye. Good. <laughs> I said that, you know, to hope he said, it's 11 years old boy wrote that, you know. He wished Easter was big, of course. Such a great salvation plan. Amen. You know, lots of old, educated people, they don't understand. As a young man can understand it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? What a blessing. 
I don't think about, and I got quite a few scripture. I got two pages. And I write down, you know, of course, I'm not in my memory. I try to memorize. I still try to memorize scripture. New, of course, it's good for the brain, you know. I try to exercise too, but it's brain. After two, the heart has to be exercised. But, and we can, right? But uh, you don't have to, yes, we can turn. I already turned there. I'm prepared. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Start reading in verse 1. Second Corinthians chapter 11. Reading verse 1. We know this is a Paul writing to a local church, right? And that's local church. That's one of the, I mean, it's a lot of trouble. We know that. Corinthians, <laughs> we, I mean, we don't agree in that, you know, that's a, it's just a, we all church, you cannot, I don't get all of this different problem, but I just want to realize, you know, that's just, he's writing to save people, right? And he tells them, would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. I'll say the same thing to you. Bear with me now. You're tired after lunch and all that thing. But, you know, you have, to have patience with you. Listen to the word of God. For he said, For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to a one husband that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. That's, that's his burden for this church, right? The local church. But I fear, he said, in verse 3, lest by any means... As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. Did I say right? Subtlety? So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Let's just pray. Lord, just help me to share this with good English, speak slow, and use me with your spirit so people will be encouraged from your word. Use me for your glory, please, Lord. In Christ's name I pray. I just want to think about this here, certain simplicity that is in Christ. I'm going to try to share scriptures, you know, simplicity, but try to hammer in. About, I want to think about one thing. You know, one thing. It's important. It's one thing, you know. The simplest is in Christ. Everything's in Christ, right? It's in one person. The God-man, yeah. you know, who shed his blood. We heard so... Like, that's why we take, you know, the Lord's help. One thing for because he gave, that's why we can stand up with the blood of Jesus Christ. But it's simplicity. They have simplicity. You know, the plan of salvation, how to serve him, is really simple in one way. But it's hard for us, you know, because the flesh is still fighting us, right? The flesh didn't get saved. That's the thing to overcome, you know. We heard this morning, you know, have to die daily to ourselves. But I think about a few things. Think about, with me about this one thing. The simplicity within Christ. And before we continue, I want to say very too, because the word he used before, remember he's talking to a church, God's people, saints. He said, he used a strong word. So your mind should be corrupted from simplicity. Corrupted is a strong word, isn't it? You know, I mean, corrupted is something, you know, we talk about car. I mean, it's a... You talk about uncorrupted uh, corrupted seed, you know, corrupted teaching. It's a really strong word. Yeah. So God's people can be com- corrupted from a simplicity in Christ. The word, the devil, the God of Israel, he has power, right? Yeah. He can draw us astray, lead us astray, not from salvation, but so we don't live like God wants us to live. Yeah. You know, 
We can be saved, yes, we are saved by grace, but you know the fire, we have nothing to show when we stand for him. But I think this goes together. We heard this morning, you heard the preaching about, you know, one life. You heard the song singing, you know, we have one life. Make world of this. All we have in this life now. Let's live it for him. That's all about him. That's how I would think of when I say one thing, okay? You're with me. I try to be loud. If I see you sing, uh, get like sleepy, I start singing. That's going to wake you up, okay? But listen, please. You know, there's one thing, the simplicity in Christ. I read first the scripture is a psalm. I wrote down the scripture here to save time. You can read it later. But the Psalm 27.4, the psalm is said, it started with one thing. It started. Remember that? It started out with one thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. That's, you know, that's the house of the Lord, right? The house of God, you know, the temple there. You know, but that's now, is today we can say the house of God, the local church, right? There's one thing have I desired of the Lord. That's one thing I think. Desire, as you're born again believer, there should be that desire. The desire to know more about who? Lord Jesus Christ. To know him, to know more about God. It's never... We never get enough, you know. We ask to have one more mountain top, one more mountain top. Between mountain tops, there's valley. We go through them to get to next and to next and to next to know more about Him. That's life, isn't it? So we can. My prayer, ever since Lord Samin, I surrendered to Him. My prayer daily is: I want to be faithful to my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not perfect. I sin like you all do. We do, right? We can go to Him forgiveness, but I want to be faithful to Him. And be blessing to God's people and reach out to the lost one. That's my daily simple prayer. I don't use this repetition, but that's my heart's desire. Yeah, one thing I desire of the Lord, but I will seek after. We need to seek after it from our heart. It's a daily thing, seeking the Lord. Amen. So we say that, that's the third point. I also say that, close there, uh, the day of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to see how I many. No matter, have you seen Christ? I heard so many people say, we never seen, right? We don't know. That's not to know because we, you know, our hope is if it's seen, it's no hope. It's in Romans 8.24. Our hope is so wonderful, you know, but just thing is you want to know more about him and to inquire in his temple. That inquire, I know, that's just, that's praying. Didn't he call his house the house of prayer? Didn't Jesus Christ get mad at them there because, you know, he, you know, and of course, you know, the house of prayer. We can come. We can pray everywhere. That's a wonderful thing, you know. We have that cold, wireless connection. If it's only sin get between us. You know what I'm talking about there, you know. Yes. We can always, but the blessing, we can pray together. Share our hearts together. Our sorrow, problem, whatever it is, we can share together. We have to start that one thing, have the side of the Lord. One thing, right? One thing. So we continue. I don't read all, but we know the story in, uh, in uh, Mark 2, 10. Mark 10, I'm going to read one verse 21, but if you know the start in Mark 10, 17, you have a rich ruler who come to Jesus, said, Master, uh, you're good master. And Jesus told him, why do you call me good? Because only God is good. You know the story I'm talking about? So save time here. See, I'm a save timer. Save timer, time saver, whatever you call it. 
But I've got to share with her, though, because the second one thing Jesus is going to say here, though, but this ruler, he come to Jesus. He come right thing, you know, searching, you know. He come to the right place and everything. And he said, what do I do to inter- and, uh, get eternal life? But he wanted to, he said about the commandments, you know. And Jesus told him, you have the Ten Commandments and things, you know, but the thing is, he told him, I can't paraphrase now, sell everything you have and follow me. Yeah. Remember? Yes. So in verse uh, 21, Jesus said, before he come there, I want to listen here. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, you know the story, you're with me so far, right? It's one thing we talk about. He, Jesus, this man come to him, right person, come to Jesus Christ. And he told him straight. Jesus don't go through, you know. He goes straight, shooter. Is that what I'd say? Straight shooter? Straight shooter. You know? But he, he, Jesus beholding him and loved him. I think that beholding him, he, he really cared for him, you know. We don't know how much Jesus cared for us. He cared for this man. He knew what his need was. You know, so he said, until one thing thou lackest. Here's that one thing I tried to hammer in today. One point message. One thing. One thing thou lackest. That means you don't have it, right? It's one problem. One lackest. Go thy way and sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take up the cross and follow me. The problem with this man was riches, right? Profit. Money. We always talk about, you know, people talk about money, you know, but money it can be a problem for everybody. But it's not just money. Therefore, you have whatever it is. I can make it simple here, straight chart here. Whatever we put before God become a hindering. Whatever it is, you know, it can be in my life, it was a motorcycle. It can be a car. It can be a cross stitch. It can be a mama. It can be daddy. It can be children. Whatever it is. Do you follow me here? If we put it before him, we need to say, that's what surrender means, give our life to Jesus. Here I am. He said, whatever you get rid of it, take up a cross and follow me. That cross is not that I've seen them. They carry a cross. You see them too. We have them in Okinawa, I know, but I've seen some in Sweden too. But there's nothing to do with that. This was daily. We died to ourselves. Cross is a weapon or tool who kill people. Jesus died one for all on the cross. Ours, we have to die daily to the flesh. That's the point. One thing I talk about today. It starts with desire from the heart. Searching from the Lord. And one thing is lacking many times in Christians' life. Yes, go to church. Give tithe. Have problems to give a little extra. But it's, you know, a thing to give your whole life. Because God wants our heart. You remember when the we go to the next thing, you know, I want to say this too, because when Jesus and uh, they come in the Herodians, I think you call them, they come and uh, tempted him, you know, about the Caesar, the money, right? You can't trick Jesus, you know. He said, you know, you give to Caesar, we belong to Caesar. But you give to God, we belong to God. What is it? Yes, we pay tax. You know, I pay tax in Japan. I've been taxing here. I've been taxed, you know. We're supposed to be honest. We're supposed to be the most honest people in the world. Trying to believe us. The heart we give to God. All right, so next thing is uh, in Luke 10 42. Very familiar scripture, you know, when uh, he talked about, you know, 
Martha and Mary, you know, two sisters. They had a brother. What's the name of a brother? I'll let you come in here. What's her name? Lazarus. Amen. It's good to be involved, you know. Lazarus, you know, God loved them all. But Jesus, he came to them, right? And uh, Martha, she was a busy, 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 like some ladies is. And uh, it's nothing wrong to be busy, but she was busy in the wrong thing. You know, I you say that, you know, she was busy, and uh, Jesus got on her, right? In a loving way. And, you know, when he got on somebody, it seems like in the Bible, he said, Martha, Martha. You remember he talked to Simon, he said, Simon, Simon. You know, my wife knows, but I say something happens to say, Masayo, Masayo. She knows something coming up. <laughs> I want her to really listen to me, okay? But the thing is, what's, you know the story there. Martha was busy doing kind of things. Regular thing, you know, probably is cleaning and fixing up for people. And good thing, nothing wrong, no sin. It's just a good thing, you know. And Mary is just sitting there with Jesus' feet. Okay? So listen here. The Jesus said, this is Jesus speaking, using my voice today, reading the word of God. Verse, uh, chapter, Luke chapter 10, verse 2. But one thing is needful. Here's that one thing. I hope you never forget that. Right? This one thing yeah. is needful. Needful. He didn't say two things are needful. I heard people say, oh yeah, Mark, that was important. All thing, you know. Jesus didn't say that here. I can get an amen there. Right? Did he say two things? No. Good. He said one thing. Amen. Well, that's just what Jesus said, right? Because he said, the one thing is needful, and Mary has choosed, has choosed the good part which shall not be taken away from her. What did she choose? We know sitting on Jesus' feet. Yeah. You know, we can do exactly the same thing now when we get into the Word of God. We open the Bible and read the Bible in the morning. We start the word day. If you're praying to him, talking to him, listening to him, reading. You know, you, sometimes I just read through the Bible. I love to just read. I have my thing I read, you know, but I read the Proverbs every day because you got 31, you know, so that's just a theme of my life. But I, I read, no, I try to read through the Bible. I read through once this year. You'll be surprised. Just read through the Bible like you do regular books, how more you pick up every year. Yes. Just read through it. And I learned, and then get to Old Testament, get to New Testament, and say, wow, that scripture, it was in the Old Testament. You see what I'm saying? You pick up a little bit more, a little bit more. Wonderful thing. That's how we, today, we can sit with Jesus' feet. Sometimes it's lacking. But I want you to think about this. This is one thing, desire of our heart. The lacking is, you know, we don't put God first. And the third error I said is, one thing is needful. Take time for Jesus. That's a simple thing. <coughs> you heard it many times. That means to take time to do it. So next thing is <coughs> to know. Now we talk about the Bible is a salvation. It's no salvation. Yeah. It's not, yes, our hope is real. But the hope is built when we can know. The promise of God, a God who cannot lie. That's our promise, you know. That promise is, you remember on Hebrews 6, 18 and 19, the God who's immutable. Fancy word from his sweetest mouth, but that means he can't change. He don't, can't lie. But our, that's what Jesus Christ talked about. Our anchor is a, like the an anchor of our soul. 
anchored in heaven. We have a sure, steadfast hope. So we can know, not how we feel or whatever is in our world, but we know in our heart. Because Jesus said it, let's settle it. Simple as that. That's the simplicity in Christ, because it's in Christ. So, you remember a story, you can turn there in John chapter 9. That's a whole chapter. We're not going to read the whole chapter there, but you know, that's about a blind man, right? He was born blind. And they came up and asked him, you know, oh, was his parents' fault or was it his fault? It's not fault. This could be the glory of God. Remember Jesus, he spit. Man, Jesus have a way to use simple thing. Now, who better would be spit on? <laughs> you know, but he spit and put an eye, but he healed him, right? You come to see what a blessing if you've been blind. But you know, the Pharisee didn't believe him. They tried him and asked him, you know, and he asked them to get on him and they called his parents and they was kind of afraid of the Jews, you know. So they uh, said, ask himself, he's grown up. You know the story, right? But I want to think about here when they come to, they call this man again, the blind man, who's been, uh, uh, fixed his eyes, right? In verse, in John chapter 9, verse 24, he said, Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the glory. I want to listen to this here first. Give God the glory. Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. I asked her before we continue. They were pretty cocky, wasn't they? They said this. We know this man is a sinner. I don't know if they call it a bad word, but I hope I didn't say it. But you know what I'm talking about. That's not. They were so. They thought they knew. There was a Pharisee. I tell you what. You have so many people in the time we live in now. They think we know it all. You run into them people, they are educated, they are doctors, they are whatever they are, you know, but the most simple thing from the Bible, they don't understand, but they think they know. They say, oh, there's no God, you know, can see that, you know, and all kind of thing. This here, you know, they claim to be religious. They thought, you know, they had a man of God who did all the miracles, healed that blind man. They're still so, we know he's a sinner. He, is, he healed on Sabbath, you know. He eat with sinners, mine and publicans. You know what I'm saying? They was so uppity. But listen what the blind man said. Listen here. He answered and said, Whatever he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know. Here it is. That's one thing today. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Man, you know, that's a sublime and physical healing, you know. We know we've been saved. We was blind. You know the song there? You know, I was blind, but now I see. Lost, but now I'm fine. Was blind, now I see. I mean, I am poor outside. I got glasses. Before I say it, I can see when the Lord saved me. They opened up my spiritual eye. I seen the creation in a different way. I seen everything. I'm man, I can just up and looking. I used to like the nature. I rode out. I've been in Grand Canyon, see all kind of things with my bike, you know. But when I Lord save me, I said, "Wow, this is my God made." That's a th- different when you look out of a daily thing. You see, 
is God our creator. You talk so good about this more, that simple thing, the most profound verse in the Bible, Genesis 1-1, right? Yeah. In the beginning, God spoke. Yeah. Man, and created the word. Receive one thing. Are you with me today? About this simple message from the word of God. Simplicity in Christ. But it's one thing. It's all in Christ. He has to be first. He put everything, whatever it is, or hinder Put it behind you. Put him first. Uh, Matthew 6, 33. What does it say there? Seek you the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. Then everything else will add unto you. So him first. And when they do the needful thing, get into his word. He's preserved the word of God. We have a wonderful, what a privilege we have to have a Bible. Can open it's so easy. I got about 14, 15 more Bibles. You know, I got Swedish, Japanese, different English. You know, but <coughs> it's so easy. Don't take it for granted, the Bible. You know, we can know. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. We can know. That's how we can sleep good at night, you know. So we continue to do. Is this thing to do? Philippians three thirteen. You know that too. Philippians three thirteen. I just simple verses, but it's about the simplicity in Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. This this one thing I do. This one thing I do. What is it? Forgetting the things behind and reaching forth unto those things we saw before. I press towards the mark of the price of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That high calling. That's for each born again believer. Young man can start out there, the young girl, you know, and be old to start old. I mean, I start 34. I was a pretty mature man, but I'm still keeping on. You remember where we came from, right? Yeah. But we look forward. Yeah. We're looking forward to know more about who? Him in Christ, know more about him. If things come hindering sometime, you know, you can be sold out and everything and the word creep in. Do you know what I'm talking about? We are sellers and everything and you think about your pastor, but the, the word, I can't remember that word now, it's a, to be committed, right? You know, but it's a different being committed and has surrendered. Because committed can be a hindering from the serving him. Because we think, I have to do, oh, if I don't do, you see what I'm saying? I have to read so many scriptures. I have to do so, so. No, we just let him, hope you understand what I'm saying, to keep on and do when he leads us. Keep on and know more about him. Know more about him. So, that's last thing here from, uh, uh, not the last thing, you got some few, but I want to think about this. This is about time. You might think, it's about time for you to quit. No, it's not that I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about time compared to eternal. You know, when God created this word, time started. God is eternal. He has no beginning. He has no end. He's eternal. Everything for him to us is eternal, eternal promise. Yes. We have a beginning. We have a beginning of life. Start life from God. Salvation. Start right, but I want to think about this about time because in Second Peter three eight, Second Peter three eight. Here's a great Peter. He's one of my favorites in the Bible. He wrote, "But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing." Here it is, this one thing. Do I hammer in that today? 
One thing. One thing. Be not ignorant. Be not ignorant about this thing, you know. What is it? That one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. I know something try to, people try to twist it that it can mean, you know, all this uh, evolution thing and all that thing, but it don't mean this. It means, you know, God is eternally God. For God, one year, one day, or thousand years, it's nothing. It's hard for us to get in this head, right? Eternal. But that's what's so wonderful. We have an eternal God become temporary, a man like you and me, 100% free from sin, lived a short life here to die for us, purpose to die for us so we can have forgiveness and to be an example for us to live our life. Not for salvation. I die so we have salvation. meant to live a righteous life. That's what I want to think of. We have only one life. We might live to 100. Yes, I have a dear brother up in Ohio. He was 68 years old for uh, 32 years ago when I went there in uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church in, in Ohio. He was teaching me from the Word of God. This year, this man, George, Brother George, his name, he turned 100 years old. He's still clear, and he's kind of blind. I can't see it good, but he's still here. So last year, he gave me some books, but he can't read them more, but he memorized. It's amazing. But I say, if you live 100 years, it's a long time, we think, you know, but it's nothing compared to eternal. So one thing, remember that time, we have eternal salvation. Amen. So said all this, that's one that's interesting, because you, you read today, Psalm. I got it written here, Psalm 62. Verse 5 and 6. What did he say? I'll read it again for you. My soul. Personal, right? It's person. My soul. The soul talked to himself. Like this, we have to. Each one of us here have to say, my soul. It's all right to talk about me in that sense. You know, that's not to lift up. My soul. Wait thou only upon God. Only, right? This is just one thing, right? It's not like... Oh, wait for other things. No, only upon God. For my expectation is from Him. That's the simplicity in Christ. We become a child of God and we live for Him. It's everything about Him. All our expectation is from Him. We should expect, I understand that part, you know, as a father, expect my children to grow up do certain things, right? You expect your past to come here and uh, prepare for anything, right? You know what I'm talking about then. He expects things from you to be here. And he prepares for you, right? Expect him. When we talk about this really thing, we don't, men can mess up. I'm talking about this eternal thing, you know. We don't have expect, expectation to take us to heaven. It's not from man, it's from God. Are you with me so far? Yes. You know, the craving for ice cream don't get too strong, right? We're almost done here. <laughs> I want you to think about this because it's so important. Then he said after that, verse 6, he said, He only is my defense. He only is my rock. I'm sorry. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. He only. That's the point there. He only, right? So said all this, I want you, you don't have to turn there, but I got one we can read together. But uh, in Philippians 1.27, what did it say there? One of my favorite scriptures. We talk about Philippian church, what do we call that? We call that the joyful church. They didn't have too much problem. The only thing we have kind of looks like a two women had a little bit of problem there, but uh, you know, 
There it is. I don't get on women now, but I mean, that's the Bible, you know. So, but, you know, that was a joyful church. It was a joyful church. But he told them, only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. Only. I remember the first time as a, can I say, young years, new believer, and I didn't know too much about English, nothing about the Bible, so I read this, and a conversation. I thought, man, for me, conversation is people, you know, I'll have a conversation. Let's have a conversation over a cup of tea. You know what I'm talking about? For people, you know, that's what I was thinking. So, but it took me, when I read it, to realize, you know, so when I don't understand English word, I have a 1828 Noah Webster dictionary. That's where I go to. I don't go to new stuff. I like the old stuff, you know. But I learned that comment. That means your way of living. Yes. Your way of living, your life. That's the only life we have. That's what he's talking about. Let it be only, he said. Only let your conversation become the gospel of Christ. That's the simplicity in Christ. Yes. So I said all this, you know, and I have two things I can read. Uh, I want to read, uh, I wrote that down, then I'm going to go to Hebrew. I wrote down the, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and it starts there with, uh, I didn't write that, but it's uh, the unity of the Spirit. You know what I talk about in chapter 4? The unity of the Spirit. Unity. That's the unity means be one, right? Unity. You know, we talk about today, it's a simple message, but Simplicity in Christ, this one thing, right? I try to, again, one thing from the Word of God. And that's what God wants, first of all, His people in each local church, the unity. Then He said it there, and He said, uh, It's a unity of the Spirit, because there's one body, one Spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one Baptist, one God, and Father of all. So I'm not going to start there, but I said it's thing is one thing is. It's not only one faith, right? It's only one hope. Are you with me? It's only one thing. That's what we need to learn and study about, to learn all that thing. But it's simplicity in Christ. So said all this, I'm going to finish with reading. I'm going to turn, because I didn't wrote down. I want to read it from Bible. You can turn with me to Hebrew chapter 11. What do we call that? Hebrew chapter 11. Hall of Faith, amen. I like that. You know, that's some godly men and women. They suffer tremendously, some of them, because of their Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, right? That's in the Old Testament, but you know, the point here, I'm going to read out. You can start reading in verse 13. We know most, you know, without faith it's impossible place. We know that. And I hope you're with me so far. I repeat this one simple, one point about one thing message about, you know, him first and everything and put everything behind. But listen here what it said in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, I start reading. It talked about all them who died in faith. This all died in faith, not having received the promise. Okay, remember that. We are promised. Our hope is we know the promise is real, but then people that haven't received the promise. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, 
if they had been mindful of that country from thence they come out, they might have had, had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called the God. For he had prepared for them a city. I want you to just think about this here and we talk about, you know, this one thing, the simplicity in Christ. We just keep on going and keep on going and look at him. If things hinder us, put it behind. Get in the word of God because he promised something. We haven't seen that promise, but he had a country for us. He had a place for us in heaven. It's real. That's reality. We need to start thinking eternal. That's what I tell my children and I tell everybody. We need to think eternal. Because yes, this is short. Amen. And one day we're going to be there in heaven. Right. And I trust that here, you know, oh, we have that wonderful hope. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. I hope to be encouraged from the word of God. Thank you for listening to me. Amen.